0: your digital water cooler. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Attention to Detail, the podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Ayers. Your profession, what you do, what your favorite things in the world are from you as a human being, right? When you have a bad game as a player and you are purely, you're strictly a basketball player, you then start to associate, hey, I had a bad game. I'm now a bad human. And again, this sounds crazy, but we all do it. We all at least start doing this, start off doing this. And then it just continues to trickle into what we do because we care about what we do so much, right? Like I absolutely love my craft. So when I have a failure as a basketball trainer or an entrepreneur, there are times where I identify that as a failure, as a failure for myself as a human on a personal level. And once you start to understand that you can fail on a business level or on a playing level and still be an insanely intelligent, talented quality person, those losses and those wins start to become a little bit less significant, which is going to help you stay on this more even track to what you eventually want to get to. Um, So, I mean, yes, like, the toughest thing with me is when you experience those highs, those wins, you want you want to experience them. You want to feel those, right? You don't want to work your ass off to get to a certain point. And then you get to that, you know, mountaintop, whatever you want to call it. You win a championship. You have a great business success. And you don't want to downplay that feeling. So I think the biggest thing for me is, yes, appreciate what you've worked for. But also understand that everything can go downhill tomorrow right so you know whenever i now have a success i try to say yes look at what we've done this is impressive i have enjoyed the process to get here more than anything because the process to me is the most fun part i'll compliment everyone on the team make sure that we all know what we've done but boom we're right back locked in even ready for that next thing because The other side of that is if you treat that as the highest point. Then it's harder to get above that, whereas you treat that as, yeah, you know, this is a dope little thing that we did. But now we got even higher to go. That's when it's easier to stay even and locked in on that process. Then on the other side of that coin, when you're at your lowest, be okay experiencing those L's. While understanding. So, okay, I'll put it this way, because it's. It's tough to, you want to have to experience those, those losses. You want to have to feel those losses because every successful person, again, that's that I've talked to, um, they put in perspective what it feels like to take a loss. They know what that loss feels like and they use that for fuel. So you don't want to completely blow these off because knowing what these feel like, experiencing these, immersing yourself in the losses can be a really good thing to add fuel to that fire so yes 100 percent sure but also understanding that you'll be able to bounce back from these is whatever it is like you're built to bounce back from these things once you understand that and put that in perspective then those losses those lows those bottom of the roller coasters they're almost exciting for you and again it's easier said than done once you're in that moment it's tough but what makes great, successful people, when you look at anyone's story, is being able to bounce back from stuff like that. I think the best of the best in any industry haven't, if We keep it in basketball, LeBron James lost a shit ton of finals. Michael Jordan, I'm sure, felt like ass after losing in the playoffs over and over and over again on the way to his first championship. You think Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, like the top of the top, they've all experienced L's. And then even just... The, the obviously, you don't have to be there to be successful, but the most successful people in your lifestyle, in your lifestyle, in your life, they've all experienced losses. But the ones who are able to bounce back from that, the ones that put that in perspective, the ones that have a growth mindset to say, hey, I failed. I failed fast. It's time to bounce back from this. Those are the ones that, at least to me, seem to be really elevating after those losses. Um and it's just like training, right? If you're not failing, you're probably not going anywhere. If our players aren't failing in workouts, they're probably not getting better. If we're not failing in whatever venture it is, we're probably not improving because we're not challenging ourselves enough. So that's number 1 is staying even keel, but more importantly understanding how to do that. Number 2 is and this is something that I've been doing a little bit more recently, so I don't have as much experience on actually applying this um, just because I've really started to focus on in the last month or so, but this is focusing more on the love around you than the hate around you. And I think this is big because we always, I mean, it's just an innate human desire to want to prove your haters wrong, to look at people who want to see you lose and prove them wrong and, and show them up. And that's, good it's good for some temporary fire but it's not sustainable to me because you're always you, you always feel the pressure to prove someone wrong then look back at them and almost show them up or get revenge whatever you want to do everyone's different in that sense but that's tiring that's exhausting always considering the people around that that hate you or not even hate you but just kind of want to see you lose it's exhausting But I do think, and I posted a tweet about this yesterday, I think we focus so much on the people that want to see us lose that sometimes we forget about the mass of people that want to see us win with everything they have, our family, our friends, people who are just watching from afar on social media. A lot of people want to see us win. But when we focus on who wants to see us lose, we start forgetting about those people who want to see us win. And we lose track of that and not only does that become again exhausting not only are we receiving that motivation from good sources quality loving sources but we we almost ruined some of our relationships with some of our best supporters some of the people who have supported me from day one unfortunately passed away this year and this is kind of what sparked me to to start focusing on this. Cause I was like, dang, I spent so much time thinking, and I don't think I'm, I'm doing it more than anyone else, but we all spend so much time. And me personally, I spent a lot of time thinking about, all right, this person may not like me. This person blocked me for no reason. Why, how can I continue to succeed to show show them up? Right. And then these people who have been supporting me, they hit me up consistently. I don't hit them up enough. They've been supporting me for from day one from when I was nothing and they pass away. And then it's like, damn. Like they those those are the people that you need to get your inspiration from. So that was a hard-learned lesson, fully transparent. I'm starting to shift that mindset around where it's like, all right, let me just draw my fuel to the fire from the people around me that that want to see me win. Because that's a lot more sustainable than always looking at the hate around you. Um, So that's number two. I, I wish I had more tips on how to actually do that. I'm still getting into that, so I'll keep you guys updated. But I think that is something that is going to completely shift the way I work and just positivity on a day-to-day basis. Number three is finding things to be excited about every single day. So we all know the days that you wake up and you're tired. You don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing really exciting that you're working on you're kind of in that purgatory period of your business your training where it's getting a little monotonous what i found to really help me during these times is finding three things every single day that i'm excited about and this could be even making up things that i'm excited about not making up but breeding things that i'm excited about right so i wake up maybe theoretically i have to train for eight hours i don't do that much anymore at all But theoretically, I have to train for eight hours. I got a couple calls that I don't really want to do. You know, that's the bulk of my day. Don't really have anything exciting to eat, you know. So what I typically will try to do, and this can be an informal or formal routine. When I'm in the shower in the morning, when I'm waking up and driving to the gym, when I'm making some breakfast, just find three things that make you excited for that day. All right. Maybe this is something as tangible as, hey, I get to work with this athlete who I haven't worked with in two weeks. Maybe I have a call with somebody who is, um, you know, this this is could be a, an interesting business development or relationship. Maybe it's something as intangible as, you know, I'm I'm the the standard, I'm blessed enough to be awake today. Right? Whatever works for you. Maybe, and then again, you can form things like this. Maybe you say, hey, What would make me excited? Maybe calling this person, maybe doing this after I train all day, I sit down and work on a passion project that I have. Something where you can look forward to the day, where you can look forward to killing these things. Because then even when you're a bit downhill, even when you feel like you're at your lowest, you have things to be excited about. You're willing to switch that mindset. And it's just good practice to to be able to switch that mindset from, damn, I got to get up and do all this to shit. I got at least three things that I'm excited about and that I want to really get to and absolutely kill today. And then how you do anything is how you do everything. You can take those three things you're excited about, bring that same mindset to everything else. And what I found is that typically raises the quality of my days, of my work, of the flow state that I'm able to get into just because it's, I'm more excited about what I do. And ultimately as you know, a business owner, as a trainer, as a player, you get to do some pretty cool stuff, right? Like we, I'm helping athletes get better for a living. You're, if you're a player, you're playing basketball in hopes of, or maybe even already making money doing so. The, the list goes on there, but it's like, Once you put that in perspective, you can even be excited about that. That can be one of your things. Like, I'm excited about being able to do what I love for a living, even though it becomes monotonous. So that mindset shift is huge. Make it a routine or even an informal routine where you just every morning you're you're kind of shifting your mindset that way. That's helped me a ton and just also instills a ton of gratefulness into the beginning of your day when you realize that you can be excited about something when there's crazy stuff going on in the world right now and always that, you know, we're blessed to to at least not be a part of for the most part. Um, so those are three tips for me. Again, if, you, <laughs> if you're willing to listen to me and apply these crazy things, definitely do. Let me know how they go. Um, and I would love to hear anything that you guys have that are similar, any mindset tips that I can apply in my daily life. So Again, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Uh, Truly appreciate the support, and I'm excited to continue to get these out.